Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Making Dough Show where we're obsessed about making dough here in the restaurant business. I am super excited about an interview that I'm uh, about to share with you uh, with Anastasia. She is a brand experience expert and she provides a lot of training for corporations when it comes to guest experience as well as cre creating an employee experience environment for your restaurants. And uh, it was uh, so nice talking to her. For one, I learned so much. And this is such a pain point for us, you know, in our industry, uh, in the restaurant industry, the employee experience and on top of all the things that we need to do in this business. Of course, you know, the operation side, the, the people, the customer service, the marketing, our bills, the invoices, the inventory, all the things. And of course, on top of that, we do need to care for our people or what do we have here, right? You know, this uh, business is all people, of course. And I'm interested in learning this topic. So it was very insightful, the conversation I had with her. She's worked with companies like McDonald's, with Kenzo, with BNP, uh, Paribas, uh, many different companies she's worked with. And she's very insightful when it comes to this topic. Uh, and be sure to connect with her, send her a message on Instagram or something. Thank her for this interview. It should take you two minutes. It would mean the world. All the links are down below. And with that, let's get into this show. All right, Anastasia, I am super excited about our talk today. And especially because this is such a pain point for many of us that deal with people, you know, in terms of employees and all of that. And we're always trying to get better. And I know there's always room for growth. So I'm super excited for uh, our talk today. And so first off, just to kick things off, I, I'm interested in knowing where did your passion for this particular topic of creating an ex experience, whether it's for employees or for guests, where's this passion come from? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. This is, this is exciting. That's, you know, that's the topic I could talk about like forever. So <laughs> Wonderful. yeah. Um, um, I'm, I'm like everybody else. I was at corporate. So my, my background is aviation, airlines, and then travel and tourism. And, um, you know, 20 years ago, I was just, I have this value inside of me, value of respecting other people. So uh, back then, I did not know it. But everything connected with, you know, bad service to clients to employees had always nugged me, you know, and I, and I, I was like, why is it this way? We should change it. So um, that's how I started. I started at the international airlines and um, yeah, I did not know anything about service, uh, internal, external, you know, nothing, but just felt that, uh, you know, as many of us executives, we mm -hmm. do something and we try to put down fires in terms of employees and, and keeping employees and keeping um, clients. And usually we don't know what's the scheme or methodology behind that. We're just like, you know, going and going and going. And I was the same. So I was super stressed because um, I just didn't know if there was any methodology or scheme around that. Okay. Um, I was successful. That's a good thing. Like many of, of you know, of, of you guys, like you're successful per se in whatever you're doing. But if I were to ask you, how are you doing this? You would probably mm -hmm. not know what to answer. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So that's where it comes from. And uh, that's why I got my education all over the place and certification. And from that time, I, I was, you know, confident I was able to help other companies do it this um that's great and so 
Let's talk about, you know, how do we define even employee experience? You know, we're, this word is the same as culture. You know, it, it's a, these are terminologies that we use all the time everywhere. I would love to hear how you would define employee experience, which we could call culture. I don't know if that's the same thing in your mind, company culture, but uh, how do you define those? You know what? Thank you for this question because um, some words are overused. And everybody just has, you know, all kinds of notions into it. Some people would say, okay, so here's an app for your employees. And that is about an employee experience. Yes, it is. But I, it encompasses so much. So um, to me, I feel that um, employee experience is how an employee is feeling every day at work. Okay. How do they experience this company every single day? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it is connected with culture. I do agree. But to me, you know, culture is um, like a, this big ball, <laughs> you know, and then how every employee experiences this big ball for themselves, you know, how they catch it and how they how they experience it. Um, yeah. And, and, and what they feel, basically what they feel every single day when they are at work. Um, that's fantastic. So which is hard for us to measure. So, you know, as, as a business owner, sometimes you think that, you know, your, uh, how you think that the employee perceives of their experience at work is could may or may not match what the employees actually do experience. So how would you go about uh, a, a business owner or a restaurant owner thinking about, okay, how can I assess where I'm at on a scale of one to 10, however we can define that, you know, where am I at or what's my employees' experience? What are some of the tips that you can share in assessing where one is with the employee experience? Right. Well, that's a, that's a super question because roughly you could just look at your employee turnover and if it's huge and if it's, when I say huge, I don't even mean the industry ratio, okay? Because mm-hmm. sometimes people will tell me, you know, our turnover is this and this, but it's okay for this industry. Um, and the same goes about clients. We are keeping only 55% of clients, but that's okay for this industry. So my question to owners is always, and then to myself as well, because I'm also an owner of an agency, right? So um, I'm always asking myself, is this okay for me personally? So is, for example, 50% turnover okay for me? Um, is 50% um, leaving uh, clients who leave us, is this okay for me? And if, and usually it isn't, right? Because you know how much money is invested into getting a client or getting an employer or teaching them. And, you know, first months, they're, they're completely off. <laughs> you can't yeah. even, you can't even. Uh, so, um how to know where you're at right now. Number one, look at your turnover. If it's big, then probably you did not do as much as needed for the employee experience. Now, number two, ask your employees what they think about your company. And I don't mean by survey. I don't mean this done by surveys. Because so many people now are just like, ah, you know, another another survey. I'll just we'll just scroll down, I'll scroll it down that side. So they don't even, you know, especially young people, they don't believe in those surveys. Now, what they do believe in, their manager, or you know, somebody two years older than them, <laughs> or even younger, coming up to that to them and saying, and you know, grabbing a coffee and saying, you know, what well, Claire, what do you what do you what do you think about this? How do you how do you how do you feel here? And um, because I have 
many clients from the restaurant business, when I ask them this question, GMs, for example, or assistant GMs, when I ask them, you know, did you, do you ever ask your employees, how do they feel over here? And what do they think? Usually the answer is no. And I'm not trying to say that this is bad, but just that we are so operationally busy, right? Especially with being understaffed under everything. Yeah. And that we just, we just forget about this. Um, that's why it's so good to have in your calendar. And I'm always advising this to GMs, you know, put it in your into your calendar once a month at least, you know, get to lunch, go grab a coffee with one of your employees and just sit down with them and say, hey, listen, what do you think? You know, what do you, and it doesn't have to be an hour. It could be 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You know, tell me, frankly, what do you, what do you, what do you think? What do you feel? Um, if they're, the younger they are, the, the truthful they are, the more truthful they are, you know, because now young people, they don't care what you think about them. They're just, well, blast all the truth, <laughs> even if you don't like it. So, so these are the ways to know where you are. You know, again, um, uh, the turnover rate, also what your people think about you. Also, is it easy for you to hire? How many applications are you getting? If you're not getting enough applications, that could mean that somebody on this little market or in this location um, an employee of yours or employees of yours are not talking nice about your business, okay? And I'm sorry to say this, but if it's, if you're not getting enough applications, if people, or another thing, see, I'm giving you 300 ideas as usual. Another thing, um, you can ask for referrals. So you can, you can tell your employees, no, well, guys, we are looking for this and this and this person. And um, if you refer somebody and that person stays and goes through the trial period, we are going to, you know, give you 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, even because there is even a reward, right? A cash reward. Some companies do not even get those referrals, even with cash involved. This could be a, this could be um, a, like a you know red lamp for you or a red sign telling you something is so off inside this company that people don't even want to recommend you even for money. So, yeah, that's that's uh, very powerful because they do, you know, a lot of the young people, they do hang out with their friends and all the things. So if they're not even willing to recommend, so that means they're not necessarily that satisfied. They're here for a paycheck. So they really don't care that you're, you know, you're short staff, you're not short staff. What do I care? It's just kind of a, could be the mindset. And that is a great indication of um, employee not connected to the mission of the company and all that. One of the questions I like asking is, you know, it's just like it's, you know, in a marriage, you always think about, you know, when you fell in love with a person, you know, why did we get married? So one of the things I like also asking is, so why did you apply to to work for for our company is, you know, that's one of the big, so they had an idea before joining. It was like, oh, because the, the staff was very friendly whenever I would come or the food was very good. There was a reason there was this first love per se they had that they chose to apply even to work for us. Everybody has options, of course, and uh, we sure don't want to take that uh, for granted. Um, but I understand it's tough to ask because sometimes it's hard to hear the truth. Um, and sometimes some a certain percentage of staff are a little bit entitled. That's not everybody. And so they may just bash you because they don't even understand what the problems you're going through. But feedback is feedback. And it's um, it's important to have the feedback. So we know the truth. Um, well, 
so now that we have a general idea, so you shared a bunch of steps in terms of let's assess where we're at when it comes to our employee experience. So the next thing is somebody's like, you know, I want to improve my employee experience. What's the 10% or 20% that can have the most impact? How am I going to identify, you know, what's the first thing I can do? Because it's very overwhelming when you look at the whole employee experience, where can we start? What's the two steps to gain some traction and see something here? So glad. So usually we look at, you know, what is employee experience? It could be a design, right? So employee experience is everything that starts with candidate experience. So, you know, here's here's the candidate and they're sending you their CV and then they're having the first interview, second interview, trial shift, if you are having trial shifts, um, then their first day at work, their first week at work, 30 days, 60, 90, you know, and up to what's your usual time mm-hmm. when the people stay with you, right? Five years, for example, right? Or two years, doesn't matter. So we usually look at that, call it a scheme, right? You usually look there and you ask um, yourselves, when do they usually drop out? Um, now, they could be they could be leaving physically or mentally, okay? Quitting mentally. So that's the same for us. So we look, okay, you know what? Some, some managers will tell me, so let's say you have 30 restaurants and I, I'm talking to 30 managers of those 30 restaurants. It's not the same for everybody. Some managers will tell me, you know what? In my restaurant, I don't know what's going on, but they leave like day 65. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But usually it's around... The, Inside the company, usually it's the same time when people drop off. Again, um, they quit, quit mentally or or physically. So let's just say it's, you know, what, what's yours? Can you share you know, what's yours? Sure. You know, I think that what you just shared is, I, it was brilliant, uh, what you just said in terms of looking at the timeline and studying like a trend that you have ultimately. Physically, yeah. I know around May, a lot, because we hire a lot of high schoolers, they graduate from high school. And so they really want to have a summer. They want to travel or they want to take the summer off and celebrate end of high school. And I get that, but um, that is a time we physically, people get disengaged. I think that uh, when it comes to mentally uh, leaving and getting a little disengaged is more likely around six to nine months when they have learned a, a lot and they're working and they don't know what's next. So they're, exactly. they're a good server, maybe they're a good cook. And so they're at this level. They And if and that's our problem. We have not defined for them what's next for them, that they can make more money or take on more responsibility. That's when they mentally disengage a little bit. Um, Love it. That's, that's yeah. where it would be. Yeah, and thank you for this example, because sometimes um, the timeline looks like, you know, is it 60 years day or six months? But sometimes it could be seasonal. So like May, for example, we know it's May. So a good question here is what can we, because we know May is coming. Like it, there is, you know, there's no way May is not coming. <laughs> it's not coming. So, so we get ready in, I don't know, in February, we are telling them, you know what, May is coming. Do you have any plans for summer? Because here's the idea. You could stay or you could even leave for two months in summer. And then, but uh, we we would agree with you that you come back in August or I don't know. Okay. So, because, you know, especially with young people, they don't, they don't strategize. They probably make decisions from from today um, up to tomorrow, right? So that's where you step in and you say, you know what, May is coming. And I know that you will probably want. So let's, you know, try to figure out how you could still go 
but still, you know, for us, if you want to keep you, this is what we are going to do. Okay. Now, um, in terms of nine months, usually, yes, usually the, the biggest turnover in restaurant business is either in the beginning. So when they joined you, you know, first three months, or then, like you said, nine to 12 months, usually. Okay. So first three months usually means that, um, we either gave them way too much straight away, like, you know, first week and that the manager wants them to know everything. <laughs> so yeah. they either train too much, which is overwhelming. And then the person's like, oh, 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 wait, no, no, no. Okay. That means we can, because we usually do that with clients. We just sit down and we say, okay, what's, what's the vital stuff for week one? Can we do it week two, week three? So we kind of, you know, split it around so that the person does not feel overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. At the same time, it could be vice versa. It could be that the person has zero training and they just are, you know, dropped in the kitchen. That's it. You know, this is your senior, senior cook, follow him. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. So usually, uh, back to you know, back to trying to make a scheme out of this or or a system, you you would look at those milestones. Where where do they usually disengage or leave? Mm -hmm. And what you do, you kind of zoom those in, and you um, I usually recommend to get with your leaders. Do not do it yourself as an owner. So sit down with your leaders and say, okay, guys, so something is happening. They're leaving us at nine months. Okay. Now, uh, what are we doing or not doing that they're leaving us? And this is just one thing that you said. Uh, they don't know what to do next. Okay, that's. I'm sure it's just one thing. I'm sure that when you, when you get your leaders together, they might say, oh, and I had one and I had two. Da, 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 da. So they would give you even more ideas. What are we doing? What, what we should stop doing, okay? And then the next question you ask is, okay, what can we, as you just said, what can we how can we step in and the company as the company over here? So you've been here for nine months. And um, again, the biggest mistake is that we sometimes think, usually we think that they only have to go up in their career ladder. So, you know, a cook, a senior cook, a senior, senior, double senior cook, <laughs> you know, manager or a chef or, you know, so, but it's not always like that. Many people realize at nine months, right. In hospitality business, this is not what they want to do. Many people say, um, I don't know, I guess, you know, I got it. So maybe you can take them this way. You can say, okay, would you like to start as a server? Would you like to start here? Would you like to start to try managing a place? You know, because, um, yeah, so this is, but this is just one thing. What can we do for them when they reach nine months or six months? How can we acknowledge them for being here for six months? Sometimes you forget even those little things like, mm -hmm. you know, hello, um, Hi, Kevin. Thank you so much. You've been with us for six months and here's this picture and, and a cake and whatever, right? But we sometimes you forget doing this. Or maybe there are more perks when you reach nine months. Whereas, you know, again, many companies just like to throw all the perks straight away. But I do like it in form of gamification. So when you're here for the three weeks, for three months, here are your perks. When you're here for six, you know, nine and and so it just kind of goes in progression. Incentivizing. Incentivizing exactly. what you want to see. So if you want to see longevity, that was very smart. Yeah. That's yeah. A good Don't throw everything in them. Because yeah. then they get like a like a cup and a and and a dentist and a book and a sweatshirt. And it's all it all comes in first months. <laughs> no. Yeah. And a training, whatever you want. Do you want to go? Um, you know, some people don't want the training just on the job training. Some people just would tell, you know what, I'd love to know how to. I don't know, plant flowers. 
Can I go to that training? Yes. Sure, we could pay you for that training, you know, flower planting training, but it cannot be in the first three months, right? So sometimes we as a company give too much straight away and then they become... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I understand. Also, I wanted to say that, you know, we have some folks who maybe in the future want to, we've had like employees, like they may want to, you know, open their own gym or whatever thing it is. And a lot of times they're interested in the business side. And obviously as a business owner, you have so much insight in just structuring a business or, you know, some people like all into like, oh, I want to go and learn marketing or something. I'm like, well, you can practice and do some of the things here, you know, or there is all these other opportunities that maybe somebody can explore, gain experience, and we can win. So it would be more of a win-win um, situation. But last, let me ask you this. So obviously, all of this is worth our time because our people are everything. Without people, you don't have a business. How do you, th you know, suggest a, a business owner? Do you want, do you suggest like a person dedicated on the ground focused on the people because we're talking about the gms gms need to manage a lot especially cost customers processes the food order the inventory all the things so is that would you say that that same person also personality wise when we're talking it's somebody who's a little bit more analytical and you know like the disc personality stuff that person is more analytical looking at numbers because there's a lot of cost how would you go about you know because it's a different hat to really looking and investing in the people and constantly checking in and all that. How do you suggest implementing that in, in, in a restaurant? Uh, depending on how big you are. If you're just three people business, of course, everybody will be doing everything, right? Or even 10 or even 20 or 25. Now, if you're more than that, I would suggest actually both, okay? Um, yes, it's always good to have what is now a very popular position called chief experience officer, client experience officer, or chief experience officer. That person is responsible both for guest experience and for employee experience, okay? So that person kind of holds the two because if you split them, huge companies sometimes split them and that's that's not good, <laughs> okay? And I can give you like a full um, you know, investigation on that. So I would suggest both. At the same time, I would still develop the leaders, okay, um, GMs. Um, in those cases where there is a GM and AGM, definitely mm -hmm. a assistant could do more of that of that operational stuff, orders and and full costs and all of that. And then GM, we could teach them more to be. Um, I don't like that word leader, but yeah, that's exactly what I mean. But I don't, you know, again, that's one of those words which we just, you know, so cliche, but more of a, how do you support your team? How do you uh, motivate your team? How do you um, talk to them when they're not feeling good? So all this engagement actually is on the shoulders of GM then, because GM is with them every single day, whereas this one person is not there every single day. Even if they come in once a week, it's they are not. So, um, and then the, the the atmosphere, the culture is created every single day by GM, right? So. It's hard to hear. I agree with you. It's, it's hard to hear. <laughs> I know. Beautiful, and believe but... me, it's so, I know it's so hard because especially now, you know, who has become a GM right now globally? A GM is somebody, especially with all the COVID stuff, a GM is somebody who was just thrown at that position, right? Yes. So they're doing everything. They're doing operational stuff. They're sometimes doing like writer stuff. They're doing this and this and this and this. 
in this scheme, of course, you cannot expect any any you know sit down time with our employees. So I I'd suggest switching a bit of operational stuff to AGM where it's possible to system GM or brilliant server who could just be, you know, you pay him a bit more and he could do all of that as well or part of that and then still leave this culture thing on GM. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, and I think, you know, uh, as we land a plane, I think <clears throat> the most insight, I mean, I think if people were to do one thing in my mind is do that, sit down with their team members and having a one-on-one 10-minute check-in can be very insightful um, to even understand, you know, what do our people even want? You know, so if, if we don't know that assessing, how do they feel first and uh, why that is, it's, we could set all the things and all the perks, they will not necessarily value it or see it. So um, I think uh, that's the one thing. And I think that is my takeaway. We used to do that before. And then obviously I think since COVID somehow it was, you know, putting fires out way more and still kind of in that mode. I think we do need to spend more time meeting with our people for sure. So that's that. Um, I love this topic, of course, uh, and I uh, love chatting with you about it. It was very insightful. I appreciate your time. Uh, if you would just kind of share, I will have all the links everywhere for folks to learn more about you, but just in case, just a little bit about you know, do you want folks to uh, check out on YouTube? Because you do have a lot of videos there. Would you like them to? Is there a, you know, ebook or something you have they can download or go to your website or something? That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I'd suggest YouTube and, and website. And I'm very responsive um, in both on in Facebook and Instagram. So uh, I always tell people, you know, just better ask me. Um, I will not charge you for the answer, but please better ask me than then you would have a reputational damage to your business. So I'm always very open to whatever questions you have. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much uh, for your time and um, we'll be in touch. Thank you. Thank you. All Thank right. You.